All right, we're live, everybody. Look at this awesome panel we have here today. Uh, this is Diddy Chat, which uh, most of you probably already know if you're tuned in and, and watching this. Um, each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from around the world get together to talk about web design, web development, uh, using Divi, and sometimes uh, just kind of kind of general web development. So uh, excited to have uh, everybody here. We've got an awesome panel. And uh, today we're on our 47th episode. Can't believe it's uh, Ooh, on this video. I think it's been close to a year since I wow. posted and wore the Batman mask. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be coming up again soon. All right. Uh, our topic today is marketing to your local community. Uh, so this this is a topic I think that uh, the majority of our viewers will <clears throat> will find helpful. I think pretty much any WordPress or web design freelancer uh, has experience in or wants to improve on um, marketing locally. I know a lot of people out there are you know getting jobs from local businesses, and it could be just just really fun to work with uh, you know the people in your community. And uh, you know, network with them and, and help people out and um, <clears throat> see your work around town. So, um, okay, well, let's uh, let's start by introducing our panel. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Gino, and we'll we'll work our way over to to Tim there. Awesome. Gino, how's it going? Good, good, Corey. Thank you. And uh, hello, everybody. Gino Kidos here from Monterey Premier and Kidos.co, coming at you from Monterey, California. Welcome. Josh. Hey, everybody. My name is Josh Hall. My Divi web design business is called In Transit Studio, so you can see my work and see what I'm up to there. Or if you want to connect with me, all my Divi stuff and all my Elegant Themes posts and everything's at my personal site at joshhall.co, and I will try to get back with you ASAP as possible. I, I like how, how Josh is like looking up at the camera. Everybody else is kind of straight on. It makes it look, uh, makes it look awesome. I enjoy it. I appreciate that. I thought about that because I watched an episode back and I was like, I should probably look at the camera when I'm talking. You have, you have like one of those like camera drones above you. So. <laughs> All right. Leslie. Hi, uh, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me at agirlinhermac.design. All right, thank you. And uh, someone we haven't seen for a while, we're very happy to have, Tammy. Woo-hoo! Uh, I'm Tammy Heaton. I have an agency in St. Louis called Undeniable, and um, maybe this time, I always go with a different social thing. Um, this time, I think Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at UndeniableSTL. All right. Welcome. Glad to have, glad to have you back. Mr. Streifler. Hey everybody. Tim Streifler here, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Actually, Round Rock, Texas, but no one's heard of Round Rock, so I just say Austin, Texas. And uh, you can find me online at divilife.com and timstreifler.com. All right. Thanks, Tim. And I am Corey Jenkins of uh, Divi Space and Aspen Grove Studios. Uh, I've been doing uh, web development for quite a while. I love WordPress. I love blogging and tacos and videos. All right. Uh, so uh, as I mentioned uh, in the intro, our topic today is marketing to your local community. So I, I, I think this is going to cover kind of a uh, wide range of, um, of uh, subjects within here of our own methods and experience of, of marketing to our local community, what we have found the most helpful. So does anybody want to kick it off and kind of talk about your experience uh, marketing locally? Uh, what, what kind of businesses you target? You target now? I can go ahead and jump in, Corey. If that's all right. Um, Great. Yeah. So my business, over fifty percent of my leads and inevitably my income comes from my networking group. And what that is is a group where we meet uh, once a week, and it's a collection of mainly business owners with small businesses. So each week we get together, we talk about our businesses, what we're looking for, and referrals. And then we give referrals as well. Um, now, the organization that I'm a part of is is just in Ohio, but there's a company or there's a there's a there's one called BNI. There's a few other networking groups, and there's a lot more like business meetups now. Uh, I'm sure Gino can attest to this with what he has going on with Monterey Premier. But even if you get involved in your local chamber of commerce or something like that, um, I found face to face relationships and referrals get me the farthest. And like I said, I mean, I this this month is actually my seventh year in business, and still to this day, 
over 50% of my leads stem from my networking group. And what's really cool about that is say, like there's a chiropractor in my group. Let's say I do his website. Well, some of his clients say, hey, where'd you get your website done? He says, oh, there's a guy in my networking group. He knows me, he likes me, he trusts my work. And it's incredible. And it also takes a lot of time and energy and effort out of the initial sale. So, you know, you can save yourself a ton of time if you kind of have a sales team, a sales force for you that's out there thinking about you. So networking, it sounds like a cheesy corporate term, but it's awesome. Um, it does force you to get out there. If, if you're real secluded, it's probably better to try to partner up with like a salesperson um, to get out and do some of that. But it's really opened me up. It's really helped me be more articulate. And uh, it's been incredible for my business. So networking is kind of the biggie that I wanted to push. That's a. Uh that's awesome, Josh. That's a really good segue into what I wanted to talk about, um, which for me, what I've, I've come to learn is people want to hire someone that they know and trust or someone that they know and trust knows and trust. I know it's kind of a brain twister, but um, and, and Josh mentioned uh, people in his networking group referring him to their clients because they they know Josh, they trust him, et cetera. And I think that's kind of true um, across the gamut. Um, and so for me, the biggest thing is just, you know, getting out there and, and making sure that everyone that I know and my own personal network knows what I'm doing, um, you know. And so for me, getting started when I first launched full time doing web design, I started um, just not like spamming my Facebook friends, but I created a Facebook page, invited all my friends. Um, yeah, I wanted a little disclaimer not to, to spam your, your Facebook uh, friends, but uh, I wanted to make sure that even like the people that I hadn't talked to in like five years that I'm Facebook friends with knew what I was doing because um, I wanted them to think of me when either they needed a website or someone that they know and trust needs a website. And so for me, that's been the biggest thing locally is people that I already know or people that I know no. Tim, I love that your chair is like a race car. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like a gamer chair. Yeah, it's the company that makes it is they mainly make gamer chairs. This one is uh, specifically their home office, small office. So I'm not like 100% nerd, only like 80%. So. <laughs> a different type of nerd. <laughs> so I actually was going to expand on what Tim said and not just admire his chair. <laughs> but um, I think it's super important um, if you to kind of to both of those points, like if you're one of those people who is doing web development because it's really comfortable to you to be at home and you like hanging in your house and doing your thing and not having anything to do with people, you're shooting yourself in the foot so hard. Like the first year that I lived in St. Louis, I hung at home just like worrying about my business kind of nonstop. And I I've been here two years now. And like a year into it, I was like, okay, this is absolutely absurd. I have to like get out and make some friends. This is depressing. And the minute that I actually started to make friends, I started to have a lot more business contacts because it's the same thing that Tim was just saying about the people who like people want to hire people they know and people they know know. Okay, that is a brain twister. But you know, <laughs> it really is true. Like the more people you know and the bigger your personal network is, however you build it, through business groups, through online groups, through but I mean like in real life, like don't neglect real life because the more friends you have and the better you know people, the more likely those people will be to like genuinely trust you and to like want to recommend you for things and to want to see you succeed, you know, to have an actual investment. Thanks for uh, rubbing in, rubbing in that you have uh, friends. The rest of us. I'm just joking, uh, Gino. I, I know you've had a, a lot of experience uh, in local marketing, and, and you've kind of based your a good portion of your business around local marketing. So I'd be interested to hear hear your thoughts on the networking end of it. And uh, I, I know you've also started a. Uh, uh, WordPress meetup, which I'm sure is, is good for local networking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I when I first started out, um, it, most of my most of our referrals and leads and business came from the Divi community, Divi users, and uh, so you know I wanted to expand into local business, and thus going from Kidos.co to Monterey Premier. I live in Monterey, and I wanted to get that name in my business in my URL. So I launched that in 2012. And um, 
actually that was 2015 when I launched that. 2012 is when I started Ketos.co. And it was a slow start. Um, I was like what Tammy said, you know, I, I enjoy working from home and not having to uh, go out and, and do that stuff. But um, it really is important in your community, the networking. And probably the biggest move for me was when I joined the local chamber of commerce. Um, and I began connecting with um, uh, uh, different businesses just in the, in the chamber itself. I became a board member um, and helped them create a new website. And that um, was just recently, and it's already opened up a number of new opportunities, local small cities, and because, and, uh, uh, you know, we basically built a city website, and it just really opened up a lot of doors. But I would say the uh, WordPress meetup, uh, surprisingly, has been a great networking opportunity. Uh, it was surprising how many folks in our local community that are using WordPress uh, really are a lot of entry-level users, a lot of questions. And so, you know, I don't know a whole lot. And I imagine if I go to a, a advanced WordPress meetup like in Orange County, I would not be suggesting anything. I would just be listening. But in our little community, um, I'm able to answer a lot of questions. And, um, and just so people reach out to me afterwards and asking for, you know, um, estimates on helping with their projects. And I've also met a lot of other people who um, like maybe do uh, content and SEO and they're looking for a good web designer to partner with. And so that's been uh, a great way to market locally, finding other, other professionals that can be involved in the WordPress community. Le Leslie, did you want to talk at all about uh, local local networking? <laughs> Um, well, okay, so I don't target local. It's never been one of my, um, anything, wasn't ever, has never been, um, what I got into it for. One of the things that intrigued me about web design was that I could work with people anywhere. Um, and also, I don't want to have to get up and meet somebody in person and go have coffee and chit chat. Um, I like the distance. So I've never really targeted local. I have had some local clients that kind of fell into my lap through, mostly through friends or family. Um, but yeah, I mostly came here to learn because I have a lot of questions that get asked of me about local SEO and stuff. And um, so yeah, so I'm a bit of an odd man out here. <laughs> odd girl out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like half in between, I, I guess, everybody else and, and you, Leslie. I, uh, in real life, I'm, I'm kind of and um, I, it's not that I, I don't like people. I just, I just don't feel comfortable going out like in a, in a mixer, like a business mixer. I feel totally like out of place. I have joined in the past. Uh, we have here in Prescott, like a Prescott area young professionals, which is cool because it's like raising, but then it's also uh, networking and you know everybody within that refers each other to business. Um, but, but I kind of got lucky here in Prescott because I've got like a ton of family who's been here for generations who know everybody. Um, I also somehow uh, at a WordCamp, WordCamp Phoenix, uh, befriended the city of Prescott web developer, and he, you know, doesn't want to take on extra work, but he has a lot of businesses asking him um, who he recommends for, for web development, and he recommends me out. But we we get as much local business from, from my area as we'd probably, as we'd probably like, and we're... I'd say we're probably like 90% uh, just, you know, national, international these days. So I, I'm probably about two years out from when I used to have to focus on uh, on marketing. I, it's interesting because with the Divi community, like Leslie said, we have an opportunity to work with each other and we're all over the globe. Um, and that's a pretty unique stance. But if you're getting, if you're just getting into web design and you don't have an online community, or if you're not in a bunch of the Facebook groups, um, if you want to try to target clients nationally and globally, that's going to be much, much harder than focusing on local clients. Um, so when I started, even before I got into my networking group, I basically worked with people I knew uh, from whether it was from church or through organizations I was a part of or whatever. That's kind of where it started, family and friends. And like Tim said, you don't want to overwhelm people or you don't want to come across like, oh, this person's, you know, starting a pyramid scheme or something like that. You know, you want to be you want to be intentional about it and, and really kind of, you know, play it safe there. But 
Uh, I think talking to your personal and friend network and family network is really big. And along with that, I'm going to throw out something that I did do when I started that I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but I did Craigslist ads. And this was back in uh, 2010 when I first started. So uh, like nine out of 10 of those were spam, but I did get a couple solid clients. A couple of those are still clients today. So there are some methods like that that are fairly low cost. Again, if you want to target I used to answer businesses. Craigslist ads that I really? remember looking at there for work when I first started. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how it is now. I haven't, like I said, I haven't touched that in years, but um, you know, newspapers, stuff like that, that's, that's really expensive and usually it's a waste of time. But um, there are some platforms like that that you could do. And even like a local chamber of commerce, you know, you, you get your business out there and you're automatically plugged in with a directory of businesses that you can talk to. Um, but st starting out locally, I say all that to say starting out locally is one of the most low cost ways you can get started, particularly if it's family, friends, and if you can meet with people face to face. So that's kind of how I started and probably what I would recommend, unless you're a part of an online community like like Awesome Divination. Well, and I should clarify, um, I got really lucky, uh, to be honest. Um, one was I I had an article in Elegant Themes, like when they started their customer spotlight. That was very early in my opening my business. That really helped me to not really have to try too hard to find business. And the other thing was um, I happened to get my way into a local farmer's market. Um, I ended up becoming friends with the person who ran it. She introduced me to vendors. I got a lot of local business that way. Um, so I guess in hindsight, really, I did do local. But then when I had enough you know, like clients to be able to do whatever I wanted, I kind of dropped local. Um, so that's kind of mean, but, um, <laughs> but that, that was a good, I, I've, I've recommended that to several people who've asked me, like, how do you get started? If you can find things like that, something like a local farmer's market, I mean, it's literally sitting ducks. A lot of these people, they're not really techie. Um, you know, our farmer's market, they literally came in from their farms, you know, to come in and sell their eggs or whatever. Um, so a lot of times it's really great because they're very open to listening to you, to learning. They'll let you a lot of times take the lead and, and be the one in charge, you know, because they'll let you know since you are the one that know what you're doing and stuff. So I, I did really like working with that particular um, that particular group of people because it was a, I don't know, it was a good start for me. Yeah, I, I guess that's kind of a, a good segue. Um, I, I've, I've been told I'm kind of lagging. Can you hear me pretty good now? A little bit laggy. A little bit like okay, little yeah. Bit. I just the internet speed. I'm running pretty decent, but uh, yeah, I saw the post this on your your upgraded internet, which was like insanely fast. It should, it should be, and I just said I'm like over 200, and, uh, <laughs> so, so so hopefully it's working okay. Um, so Jonathan, uh, yes. Jonathan Doyle was just commenting about their laggy um, internet in Australia, and his comment was. Uh, upgrade, they said. <laughs> <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. It was just perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I guess speaking of that, has there been a? Have you found success in targeting a local niche? Uh, do you find any local um, niche business or industry to be, or have you had more success in, in others? If I could jump in on that one, I uh, I can't say that I've necessarily already had success in, in that area because I didn't really have a strategy to pick a niche. Uh, but earlier this year, I actually the idea came in last year's. I want to I want to work on more city type projects. Um, so thus the strategy to get involved with the Chamber of Commerce. We're a small town and uh, really sell them on the idea of upgrading their website so that it's more like a, a city tourist destination website than it is a chamber of commerce, chamber of commerce directory uh, type of website. And that being done so that I can reach out to other chamber of commerces and uh, other cities. And so like we're in the talks with a couple of different um, sort of city type projects. One is a, the city's uh, Monterey is creating a, a new convention center. They're totally remodeling it, and they want to make that a city uh, sort of destination tourism type website. Um, also, there's a, another a potential client that we're still in the talks with about doing something for um, to Monterey Peninsula. He's he's, he's got a, a great domain name, Ooh. and he's not doing anything with it yet. He's a real estate agent, uh, runs a lot of. Uh, works with a lot of uh, contractors, plumbers, and he wants to put a directory of his properties 
um, and all his contractors and people he works with uh, that that would pay, of course, to be on there. And uh, so, you know, um, d just really targeting that, having something up that's really that I think is really cool that we could showcase to other cities or chambers and say, hey, look at this. And uh, so it's a strategy we're going for. I don't know um, how successful we're going to be at it yet, but it's definitely a good idea, a good thought. Pick something out. I know I was impressed by Tammy when she told showed me how she targets restaurants and hotels. Yeah, that's and, what I was going to ask. Tammy. I was hoping she would share. <laughs> well, it's, I haven't pursued it as much as I would like because we've been just like super mega booked since for the last 11 months. So pursuing new work hasn't been a big priority for us. And it's it's been really hard for me on that front, to be totally honest, because I started talking to people about how to get more wired into that. And um, everybody started saying restaurants are a terrible client. You don't want to work with restaurants. <laughs> and I was like, no, I only want to work with restaurants. Like, if I could do nothing <laughs> except no, all day. Nobody, Tammy, will be worse than lawyers. <laughs> I don't know if you can back <laughs> up with that, but lawyers are like. It's <laughs> a very strict rule that I don't work with lawyers on credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the anti-niche. Yeah, I, no, firm, no. But um, the thing that, that um, has been really useful to me in sort of nurturing leads, because I'm in a stage where we can't book new work, but I want to be still making relationships, and I don't necessarily have time to go out as much and network. I've been using social media, and particularly, actually, I trash every social media platform except Facebook personally, and for business, I'm putting everything 100% into Instagram, and it's been unbelievably fantastic like I went from knowing like hardly any local business owners to when I started my account I was really strategic about what I was posting and I start like the businesses started friending me but, and you know you're at the point that you're like okay am I marketing to them or are they marketing to me who cares <laughs> doesn't matter a lot of and money then, across his hands here so. <laughs> yeah, and then I started kind of like beefing it up and and like going more and more with it and like I've reached a point where I'm really, really happy and excited about Instagram as like, for one thing I will say, and I don't know if this is true for you guys, I'm like dazzled with the realization and also kind of horrified. I've spent more money and bought more things in the past three months because of Instagram than I've ever bought from any other platform on the internet ever in my life. Like I've bought courses, I've bought stuff, I've bought shoes, I've bought um, clothes, I bought a weird light, so I bought all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, Instagram to me is a really powerful platform, platform and I don't know if Facebook has improved their algorithm that much or if it's just because it's very visual and everything is like always right in front of you. But Tammy, are you, are you, are you still, still, are you targeting certain businesses with Instagram or is it just... Small just, just general. It isn't even so, like, yeah, it isn't even targeted. It's more of like a friend campaign kind of thing. Like, I yeah. see who, I, I know certain people who are friends with certain business owners, and I started reaching out and kind of just following their friends, and they followed me back, and and I've just kind of like landed myself in this happy little circle of people who I'm just, I'm very, very thrilled, and I, they, I feel creepy saying that. <laughs> Because it's a little voyeuristic in a weird way. I'm like, now I'm friends. <laughs> but I, it is. It's super cool. I'm like, I don't know how I would have actually met these people because I couldn't just walk into their store or their bar or their restaurant and be like, hey, that would be super weird. But I've gotten to know them on Instagram, and now we know each other. Like, I know things about their lives. Okay, that again sounds creepy. But it's true. But a lot of people do still do that, right? Go into, in person, go to places and, like, cold call right there like <laughs> people do it I, I, right. I, I go back and forth on this I think cold calling if you're good at it can be very effective I think you have to be good at it and strategic I think um, not get on the phone sound really weird and well, nervous the phone, <laughs> the phone is really hard because who answers the phone anymore like realistically do you check your email anymore I don't know anybody who checks their email anymore I don't know anybody who answers their phone anymore. So if you're going to cold call, I do advise walking your butt in there in person. But at the same time, it's, it's difficult. Like with restaurants in particular, what time are they not, you know, there's like a certain. Yeah, window. yeah. there's a certain time you can go in. Otherwise, you look like a douche. Yeah, or like <laughs> I talk to hair salons and, and say, how do I not <laughs> And they're like, very specifically, come in, tell them you're here, sit down, don't say anything until someone comes and gets you. 
Okay. I'll, I'll say a quick note on that too, because I think this is very important for, for people starting their business out is particularly when it comes to networking, things like that. For me, I hate cold calling. I've only done it a few times and it never worked out. And the worst thing is if somebody even is interested in the website, but you call them and they're taking their kid to soccer practice or something, that's not going to be a good time to talk. So I prefer and really recommend email intros. Um, so when I have somebody say, hey, you know, a buddy of mine's business needs a website, here's his number. I'm saying, tell you what, can you give me an email intro? Can you, you know, CC me and tell them, you know, what's, you know, my name? Yeah, yeah, make it more personal. And then I'll arrange a time to set up a call because that goes a lot further than just calling somebody out of the yeah. blue. And then you could miss it. I hate when people yeah. just give out my number. Like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, one of the things uh, I just started doing too is, uh, uh, leaving a little note with my business card uh, and a generous tip. <laughs> you know, when we go out to eat or something like that. There's 20 bucks. Give me a call. <laughs> when you first said generous tip, I thought you were referring to like a piece of advice like <laughs> Make sure you optimize your images. <laughs> Dino Kiros. Check out Tim Strifler's tutorials. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't had anybody contact me yet. I've only been doing it for like a couple of months, but um, I figure that's one way. It's unobtrusive, and most of the cards will probably get thrown away. But you know, if you're really you know good to the to the tipper, the waiter, you say something. Um, you know, who knows what what's going to come out of it? So. But, you know, I think you you nailed it. It's so hard to try to get somebody on the phone uh, or the emails. It's such a numbers game, and you got to have, like, a, a sort of a, a really good self-confidence, you know, because you're going to get hung up on and told off a lot. And uh, so, you know, I, I think the, the social media that you're talking about with Instagram is really cool because you can kind of build relationships with businesses. And I think it's interesting. I'm glad you said that, Tammy, because – I started getting a lot of local businesses liking my Instagram page, and I wasn't sure what to think of it, so I, I like wasn't uh, following back or whatever. But I see their posts, and, and uh, I, I'm thinking now that you say that, that perhaps this is a good way to make a relationship and like their posts, and uh, who knows what might come out of that. So I appreciate I'm, that tip. I'm inspired yeah. by that too. Yeah, like have conversations. Like I'm friends with a lot of chefs on Instagram, which just happened because like food is my personal interest. So like. I comment, I'm like, that looks amazing. That looks really good. Wow, how did you make that? And then you start having a conversation and it really does start to feel like you're actually friends with people. Yeah. I know LinkedIn is another solid platform. I, the strategy I'm sure is completely different between Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, but I know quite a few businesses who do pretty well with leads from LinkedIn. I actually just, la a couple weeks ago, I got a solid lead from somebody via LinkedIn and they just sent my site. I don't use it. I don't use Instagram. I don't use LinkedIn just because I can barely keep up with Facebook right now with everything. But as I'm kind of building my business and scaling it, I'm, I'm thinking about different strategies for those platforms. So yeah, Tammy, I'm definitely inspired by what you said. A uh, quick tip for LinkedIn. You made me think of that, Josh. Um, most people, they build their LinkedIn profile like a resume, which most potential clients could care less, you know, what um, extracurriculars you did in college or, you know, <laughs> right. even what you majored in really what they care about is what you can do for their business. And so um, this isn't an original thought. I, I got it from some other marketing guru out there, but structure your LinkedIn profile more like a landing page, you know, basically showing what you can do for, you know, your niche or other businesses, whatever. Um, and that way, you know, it, it's actually going to do something for you opposed to just like, you know, be a resume, which no one really cares about. I think it's important too, when you think about how you're marketing yourself locally, well, even, you know, even online is you can come across spammy in person. If you're just like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, do you need a website? Do you need one who needs a website? You know, if you, oh. if you come across like that, it, you can come off very spammy. So I'm going to throw out Tim's famous quote here, but People love to buy, but hate being sold to. And so that's a really good philosophy to have if you're doing networking or if you're at a meetup somewhere or a chamber event is I don't even offer my services. I just talk to them and I talk about my clients or whatever and just try to get them excited about what I'm up to. And that goes much further than saying like, hey, do you happen to need a website or you know, your website looks like crap. Let me help you out. So that would be a big piece of advice I'd recommend too. Did I say yeah. that quote right, Tim? Was that yeah, right? No, that, that, was, that was dead on. That was perfect. And, and for actually, actually Tim's t-shirt says that right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I'll Photoshop it on later. Um, <laughs> for me, I'm 
I'm terrible at being salesy. Like I, I had a couple sales jobs and did the whole cold calling thing before I was doing web design full time. And I, I, you know, I, I didn't do great. I didn't do terrible, but I hated it. And so when I went into doing web design full time, I swore I would never cold call again. I didn't want to, you know, be salesy. So I don't really do a whole lot of like outbound type of stuff. And, um, and actually it's kind of funny. I feel like sometimes like the less you try, like the more business you get because it, you just come across as genuine. And again, to, uh, what Josh was saying that I I'll call it my quote, but I got it from someone else, but I just say it a lot. Uh, people love to buy. They don't like being sold to. So if you're not being salesy and being really like in your face with someone, but they know what you do, then it might be something that's of general interest to them. Um, but I was going to say, Leslie, <laughs> she has on her website that she's booked up, you know, from now <laughs> until, you know, 2025, but she still has so many people that want to hire her. It's like that. I, you know, I, I, I really am booked, but I think people think yeah. I did it as a ploy because I really do still get them. So I don't know if anybody needs, you may just want to say your book because it works. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it shows that you're, you're successful, you're busy, people, you're in demand. It's, it's social proof is what it is. Um, but I, I think what I started to say was um, I've, the business that I've got just kind of like randomly out in the community, it's never me like bringing up like, oh, hey, by the way, I do this. It's always just like small talk. Like, for example, um, at a local pizza restaurant, it's a little small mom and pop kind of place talking to the owner. He was making my pizza while I waited to bring it home. And he asked me what I did for a living. I told him and he said, oh, hey, we have a really crappy website. Would you mind, you know, taking a look and giving me a call? And so like stuff like that, where it's like, it's just kind of genuine human connections, you know, yeah. like making relationships, connections with people. For me, that's been the best way locally, um, just because I'm not like a very good smooth talker to like talk someone in, into something they don't really want or need. Um, been there, tried that, does not work for me and my personality. So for me, it's like all about not trying and then it somehow works. <laughs> all right, let, let's, uh, let's kind of segue into the, uh, into the tech side of it. I know there's different methods and, um, uh, you know, website, uh, SEO optimization. There's different software out there for you to use to specifically target local um, SEO and get, get ranked locally for when somebody searches uh, web design round rock, um, you know, so, so you kind of pop up higher. Have you guys had any success uh, optimizing your, your site specific, specifically for your local area or do you have any tricks you want to, you want to in that area? Um, I optimized for Divi St. Louis or St. Louis Divi web design or whatever it was. I unoptimized for it later, but I optimized for it at first. And our biggest client that we had this year actually came from Google. So it does work. I didn't do anything special or particular. I mean, in terms of like software and, or technology. And that was for, that was for St. Louis. It was, I, yeah, I think it was, well, I think at first it was Divi website design and I was ranking like second for that for a while. Um, but I wasn't okay. getting any local or any national hits out of it. Um, and so then I redid it for like St. Louis and I ended up getting a really big job out of it. So it definitely, yeah, I, uh, into. Uh, I mean, our, our town is like 40,000 people, the, you know, uh, surrounding towns were, were maybe close to like 200. So it's like, it's not a huge, uh, area. Uh, it's definitely kind of more. Uh, small town, mountain area, easier, easier to rank for, I'm sure, than, uh, you know, Austin or, or St. Louis. Um, one that I use that I did success with, and besides on-page optimization, blogging, you know, and, and trying to put in a few local keywords here and there, um, Moz, which I'm sure a lot of uh, SEO people are familiar with, M-O-Z, uh, they actually have a service called Moz Local, and you pay... I, less, it's been a couple of years since I've done it, but it was like eighty dollars, and they basically send you know send your your business information out to you know to local um, aggregators like uh, well Google is on there, um, a few others being then like Foursquare. Uh, I'm kind of reading off a few info group. Foursquare. Uh, Apple Maps is on there, and they they kind of take care of like you you just put it all into Moz Local, and they take care of like shoving it out to everybody else. You can also do that manually. I did that, but I did it manually because I'm cheap. Uh, um, yeah, so I was I'm, like, I was like sending out to like eighty places and and doing it manually or giving them money. 
I decided to do that, and uh, I never even checked half the listings to see if I was actually on there. So, <laughs> I was just going to say, when it comes to target for SEO purposes, when it comes to targeting your city or your location, I haven't done that really, just because again, my business right now is primarily referral based. Uh, well, it's all referral based, and I'm still kind of catching up with that, so I haven't taken that leap, but. Um, I will say Google reviews are huge. So set up a Google profile and start getting Google reviews if you can, because that's really going to help with organic SEO. I know for sure. Uh, but one thing I was going to suggest is I'm similar to Tim. So Columbus, Ohio is, I think we're the 14th biggest uh, city in the nation that I saw. We're growing like crazy. So if I wanted to target Columbus, Ohio website design, it's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time if I even want to crack the first couple pages of Google. Um, so what I would suggest is like, I live in a suburb outside of Columbus called Grove city. We're only about 10 minutes outside of town, but what I would do once I take that step and what I would probably recommend is target your like local city first or your town and then start branching off. So you might do, you know, your town, maybe the town over the town next to that and slowly start doing smaller towns. However you want to go about your SEO, wherever you want to do posts or, you know, targeted keyword research for those towns. But that's probably what I would recommend starting at if you live in a bigger city. Corey, if you're in your kind of city, you know, you could probably hit some pretty good rankings pretty quick. But like I said, if I wanted to go after Columbus, Ohio website design, I'm not going to be ranked, you know, for a while unless I really invested in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I was easily number two within like a month just like focusing on it. And, uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was relatively easy, but, uh, you know, I, I couldn't say that, my, that me ranking higher necessarily affected the leads I, I was getting because most of them did come in through those personal uh, networking type type contacts. So, unless I could just hire Tammy, maybe Tammy will do it. For me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that kind of uh, I've burned myself out on <laughs> understanding tasks that I could hire high school kids to do at this point. But um, just to put it out there, like the person who really inspired me with this local thing was um, Kathy from Viva Design Studio. Because she, unlike most of us, I think we all get our work from referrals, she gets most of her work from the internet. Like she ranks number one or number two for Northern New Jersey, like a huge like urban area right outside of New York City. And she gets a huge number of like just calls and like inquiries off of her website because of her Google ranking. So that was what really inspired me to put the time and energy into it. Cause I just saw her just over and over and over again, getting calls. So, so time and energy, where was the majority of that spent? Was it, was it blogging, researching keywords? For Kathy or for me? For, for, well, if, if you know Kathy's trick, then you can, you can I, tell I us. Don't, honestly, I think Kathy didn't even put any energy into it. That's the funniest thing about it. <laughs> she never did anything intentional as far as I know, Although she did used to work with an SEO guy, so I like it only occurred to me as I'm saying this, maybe he at some point did something to help her rank that way. But I don't think she's ever actually put any energy into it. But it might depend on the town too, to that point. Like I don't know what the scene looks like in northern New Jersey, but Columbus, we're when we have a lot of big universities and we have such a tech-centered scene that there's a lot of web design companies and media companies. So it might depend on the town and what's popular there. And similar to what you're saying about like your local neighborhood, I think also if you want to, like if you want to kind of have your own niche in terms of your services, like I, I'm kind of trying in the coming year to back away from web design and into other areas of our business because I'm just tired of websites. <laughs> so I think it will be more fruitful for me. Like trying to rank for web design in St. Louis was very difficult. I don't think I ever got past page five before I got bored with the project. And like I said, we've been booked, so it wasn't a huge priority. But I think with some of the more niche service, like personal branding kind of things, and um, I'm going to be doing more social media stuff, I think there's more opportunity to rank for those things probably than just for design. To that too, I don't, sorry, I feel like I'm taking over here. I To that point too, like, let's say you do get to the front page in your city for web design. My question to you is, Art, can you handle the right. volume of calls you get? That would be the worst thing ever. Like, that's one kind of reason, one reason I haven't done it is if I'm playing catch up with referrals right now, there's no sense of me getting on the first page of Google. I wouldn't be able to handle all those incoming leads. I'd have to turn yeah. business away or, you know, it would kill me. Yeah. I, I hate it when I feel like I'm dropping balls on things, which happens a lot. So yeah, it would give me a crisis. I think if I was getting too many calls right now. Yeah. And as freelancers, I think, 
I speak for all of us when we struggle with FOMO, fear of missing out. Like the thought of turning down business is like, wait, what? No, like I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to say no. no. Someone wants to hire Especially me. in the beginning because you're just like, oh, I'll, I'll take anything, you know? <laughs> What'd I say? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was unmuting myself. <laughs> Dang it, Leslie. <laughs> Now, I, I did want to say something, though. I work with a developer. Um, I just do the design. He brought me in, and um, he gets uh, the clients that they are local. Like, uh, their last one was a dentist. Um, and so I look at – he's an SEO, and that's that's his thing. That's his passion. So I look at the things he does when I'm in there. Um, and he's always doing a, the schema markup. Um, he never uses the map module. He always does the Google embed according – and this he's not the only person who's told me this, that it's better for SEO when you – go that route. Um, every picture has the, you know, the address, phone number, you know, all the little things that you do, you know, to, to tag everything. He does all that. So I, I learned through watching him. I, you know, I kind of look at the files and see what he's done. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a moment to, uh, to address a couple of uh, listener questions. Uh, have you guys ever used yard signs? <laughs> I was just responding. I was just responding to Prince on that because you could, I guess. I mean, honestly, I feel like with marketing, it's funny because people who aren't involved in any sort of sales tend, for me at least, they're like, oh, you're like your marketing guru, right? And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm just a web developer. <laughs> like, I have some good ideas. Some, some has worked, but some hasn't. Like, I think when it comes to any kind of marketing, it's really just trial and error. Like, you could throw a yard sign out for a month and see how many calls you get. Uh, you yeah. can put, you, you can put your number on your car. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, like yeah, the, like, the, like the pool industry, they're like pool constructed by, and you're like, I can't see it. It's in their backyard. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, your ideal client might not, you know, call you from a yard sign, but you know, yeah. you could try so, some things out. So I, I guess to that point, um, what what about like any um, other traditional advertising mediums, uh, TV, radio, newspaper? Have any of you ever? Uh, so. So we're just starting kind of in that campaign. So I've had car magnets for a while, but I never really go anywhere and we homeschool. So they didn't really, you know, they didn't serve a purpose. But <laughs> this year, uh, since I kind of made it my decision to network outside of outside of the home and outside of Facebook, um, you know, I, I have those. And my goal is to uh, get it seen all over town as often as possible. So I've uh, started for the first time advertising. Uh, starting in uh, a local guide here in the city of Marina. I've done a couple um, sports sponsorships. And, um, you know, I have a on the Marina Chamber of Commerce on the bottom, I have a, a big logo, proudly, you know, uh, primary sponsor, Monterey Premier. Uh, I'm doing a lot more local Facebook uh, advertising for the local area. I've never done that before because most of our clients are all over the world. But uh, another thing I started doing, is um like like tammy is doing with instagram i started connecting with like city type departments on facebook uh, and chambers of commerces and and so any anybody that might be posting like a community event so that way i can share it i can share it on monterey premieres facebook page i can link them so they can begin to see who we are and and that we're in this area um and so that's kind of some of the things I'm doing now to kind of grow my local audience. The audience is growing and, and we're getting more calls from local companies. It's hard to, to uh, see specifically what's working the most, but by getting my, my logo in as many places as possible in the community, um, that's definitely what we're doing now. I don't do newspapers. I don't know who reads newspapers or if any of my clients would read a newspaper, but my ideal clients are online. Um, or they're in these network business leader groups. Um, so these are the people I'm, I'm going out to and, and starting to target and look for. And I did want to uh, uh, print, uh, no, Josh R. asked a question, perhaps teaming up with the local photographer or videographer to upsell services and offer more value to clients. So that's something else I did uh, just recently. I met uh, one gal who she does photography and she does content, and she's very good at getting, in, you know, setting up uh, uh meetings and getting in people's face and, and meeting people in person. So we connected and we kind of came up with an agreement that we're going to help each other and I'm going to, you know, do website stuff for her and help her in that area. 
and she's going to go out and do her thing, but now offer web design services as part of the package. And, you know, she'll be able to make money off of the websites we build for her clients. Um, and it's just a good fit because she's much better with people than I am and very outgoing. And so Tammy said that earlier, find a salesperson. Um, and so we're kind of doing that. And if we need to go in as a team, then we get to go in as a team. And uh, so it's definitely a strategy that we're going to try and uh, already landed one lead together. So it's, that's so, a great point, Gino. Hopefully. I know it's similar to that. Uh, I have a video guy who is coincidentally in my networking group, but it's funny. We've been like trading off for referrals because video and web design really go hand in hand. So for me, if I do a website, a lot of times once it's live, a client will say, I really like to market this. Do you have any good ideas of how we can get this out to the world? I'm like, well, have you guys ever thought about video or you know, making a real quality produced video and sharing that via social media? And that's a lead for my video guy and vice versa. He's been killing it with giving me referrals because he has video clients that get videos done, but they don't have a website to put it on. And then he refers me. And the great thing about that, even if, so we don't pay each other, we just give each other leads and it's just kind of a fun game now. We're trying to you know, keep up with each other. But the great thing about that is it takes all of your sales time off of you initially. So I figured out recently, I crunched some numbers, it takes, it takes probably about $500 worth of my time and energy to land a new client and sometimes more than that. So if there's somebody who talks me up and gets a client pumped up to talk about me, it saves me you know, potentially hundreds of dollars. So yeah, having a partnership like that could be really crucial for your business. So, so, so that $500 is based on like factoring your time and other resources. Exactly. Yeah. If I think about, you know, if I have to go to a meeting and we sit for an hour and then I come back and do a proposal and then we have some emails back and forth with my time. Yeah. It's, you and know, and sometimes it's more than that. It might yeah. be closer to a grand, you know, yeah. if, if it's, if it's a really long process and there's back and forth and back and forth. So yeah, landing new clients can be really uh, expensive from a time perspective if you value your, your time like that. So yeah, having a partnership like that with somebody could go a long way. Yeah, I, I think the trick to using traditional advertising is if you're going to do something like radio or magazine or newspaper, have or like blimps. Yeah, or blimps even uh, maybe skywriting. Um, have like a <laughs> have a, like have a package deal together to where it's like really cut and dry what people are, are getting for how much, because it, it's going to be hard to have a, a radio commercial out there and just say, Hey, I, I built awesome websites. Call me. If you say, you know, we'll build you, you know, this website with e-commerce for X amount of dollars we're running this special. I, I think you're going to get a heck of a lot better response than you would just like, like a general like branding uh, type type of message. So what if what about Facebook Live? Um, I was recently at, we had a WordCamp San Antonio this past weekend, and there was a marketing lady there. Stephanie Scheller, I think, is her name. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of somebody else that, that was talking about this. But um, they were using Facebook Live for the local businesses that they, their, their clients that were here in, in this town, um, and they kind of got them on there and talked about, you know, their products, whether they're having a special. And um, according to them, you know, the, it, it really helped conversion rates. Do any of y'all get into that or promote yeah, the good thing about, well, let me, before I talk about Facebook Live, the, the bad thing about social media now is it's so hard, even if you have like thousands of followers, like depending on how active you are, like when you post stuff, like very few people see it, like from a business page, just because of the way Facebook's algorithms are, mm. because they know people will pay for, you know, that um, for, for better coverage. Um, but with Facebook live, at least currently, cause Facebook is just trying to push it. They want more and more people using it. They favor that in their algorithms. And so when you do a Facebook live, it shows up to so many more people than if you were just to do a static post. And so, yeah, like that's uh, a great way uh, to get your name out there and, and so forth on social media, because I feel like it almost has like a similar effect to Facebook. Like, I don't know, seven years ago, when businesses were just starting to get on there and, and take advantage of it, but it wasn't like just like totally oversaturated. Yeah. When people yet. were using their personal page as their business page. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before business pages existed. Yeah. Tim about that. Sorry for not accepting the invite to your Cincy page. Okay, well, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, something I, I did want to comment on though, that, that Corey mentioned um, regarding the uh, like doing like a package deal, you know, for with traditional advertising, I actually saw someone talk about it in uh, one of the Divi Facebook groups. Uh, it was like over a year ago, but they use Groupon 
it was either Groupon or Living Social, one of like the local type of, of uh, social deal platforms to put together like, I don't know, it was probably like a five page site for, you know, X amount of dollars, you know, so very like templated type of thing for like a very low cost. And they got like hundreds of people like sign up for it. And so it took them a couple months to build out these sites. And, um, you know, they might have lost money in the process, <laughs> right. but they got, a you know, a bunch of exposure. And then hopefully those, you know, relationships that they built would, you know, kind of blossom into bigger things. But um, that could be something that someone just getting started can do to kind of get your name out there. Work, work, for, work for exposure. Yeah, yeah, right. I looked into doing the Groupon thing when I lived in Austin and because everybody in Austin was into Groupon and Groupon takes like 50% of your profit. So it's a very high cut that they're taking. So you basically need to double your prices if you're going to do that. So you're not just losing your butt. Yeah. Or have like a, just a template thing that you're (laughs) swapping images and then out of. Yeah. That's what people on Fiverr do. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, now with those new layout packs coming with all the photos and stuff, that's what people can do. Just oh, um, drag and I, drop. One other, um, I was part of a co-working. I joined a, a co-working oh, space here yeah. in town. I, I didn't stay long because I didn't take advantage of it enough, but um, it was amazing. I mean, the people there were constantly networking. They had a you know a Slack set up. Anybody could join. They had leads in there. Um, so you know you may want to check that out in your city if there's a co-working space. Um, there, there's a lot going on at those types of places. Yeah, I, I'm actually getting ready to join a co-working space, mostly because I never get to leave the house or wear my clothes. Yeah, that's and why. I, yeah, that's why. I'm like, I have new shoes. Where am I going to wear them? But um, I kind of was strategic and choose. There was kind of like the techie co-working space with lots of startups, and then there's like the hipster co-working space where all the cool people hang out. And I think I decided I'm going with the cool people hang out. <laughs> they don't have cooler clients. They, they, I'm kind of at that point. I'm, I've gone from choosy to ultra choosy. So. <laughs> <laughs> a good place to be. But um, the, the one other thing I would bring up with the advertising point, um, and my background before I did web stuff was working in journalism. So um, for me, I would never buy advertising because, again, I'm really cheap. But um, there's like the whole concept of personal branding and sort of like personal authority that I think can be, if, if you are so inclined personality wise, it can be really big for you. Like, um, can you get a job writing a business column at one of the local magazines or like the local business journal? You know, there's, there's that chain of business journals all over the U S I think it's called business journals. Um, can you get what, what have you done that someone might write an article about you? I mean, as much as there is going on in St. Louis, which is a lot lately, there's also like slow news days where they write stories about, the fact that there are like rabid raccoons running around South city <laughs> that came out of the Facebook group. I'm like, they lurk in the Facebook groups looking for news. They've, they've got to be looking for content. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you just made me think there's a lot of bloggers out there. Um, am I echoing I hear an echo? No. Um, maybe, it's- you know, maybe there's another, um, someone else in a compatible industry also trying to, you know, come up in, on their end. Um, and yeah, something like that, kind, kind of similar to what Josh was talking about with having someone to kind of trade off leads. Um, but that's something else, too. I mean, for every, you know, new web designer out there, there's a new blogger, too. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and another option, and you know, within local um, marketing and networking, you have this choice is, you know, maybe you can go to a popular, uh, you know, local magazine or media outlet and you can even do, you know, do trade. Say, I'll handle your yep. web design and you give me X amount of dollars per month in advertising trade. Um, that, that's something I've seen done in the past. Um, and be aware if you get burned in these first, this first year or a few months, that's kind of the growing pains. Um, you know, if you take risks on these types of ways to find work, you know, like it, it's a risk. Um, so, you know, I, I think everybody has to get burned at least once to, to really. <laughs> and I'll say, too, just like with any kind of marketing, a lot of times it takes a lot of time to pay off. So, for example, one of my best clients nowadays who is a recurring client with multiple projects stemmed from a uh, local chamber of commerce. There was a business opening in my town that I went to. It was the first year I started my business. I'll never forget this. First year, I just went out. I was wearing like a tie and like dress up clothes, which, you know, tie. Don't wear a tie as a web designer unless you're like real training because I look like an insurance agent and I was like, you're almost like real standoffish towards me. So I, I highly recommend just being you dress, you know, business casual. You just then, needed a little flair. 
Yeah. It's like yeah. you're going to the bank to apply for <laughs> oh, Totally, totally. And I was talking about website design and they were like, Build me a cider, ask for a yeah, No, but I, I happened to run into a family friend and uh, he wondered what I was up to. And there was free hot dogs at the event. So it was really a win win. But, uh, but I, I talked with him and the referral, that referral to one of his good buddies who is now a great client of mine, it took a year. Uh, it was like a year later, I got a call from a guy who was like, hey, I run a print shop here locally and I have clients like we were talking about with a good, um, you know, a good partner in a different industry who could use your services. He's like, I have a client who needs a website. Would you miss it and talk with him? I'm like, how'd you hear about me? And he's like, oh, so-and-so talked with you a long time ago. And again, you know, it's just the referral train is, the referral tree is crazy when you look at where those come from because it took a year to get that lead and that lead has stemmed into some great, growth for my business and is still an awesome client. So it takes some time. You got to have some patience. Yeah, you, and usually I, those clients you have to nurture to end up being really great. So sorry, Gina. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're right on. I was just going to throw in one other idea for people out there. And I tried this initially when I launched Monterey Premier is rather than blog about um, WordPress stuff or website stuff, uh, I started to I actually hired somebody because I'm not a writer, but to blog on things and businesses in Monterey. And uh, the idea being that we can write up some articles on restaurants and uh, things to do over the holiday weekend and places to go see. Um, and so that we could get a lot of good SEO for Monterey in general in there. And I got so into that that I ended up pulling that out of Monterey Premier and creating a whole new website called MontereyBayFun.com. It became like a newspaper, but that, at the time, it, it did get a lot of traction and interest uh, on social media, and that account began to grow real fast, and uh, it gave me good content to share and highlight businesses and sort of promote them. And the idea behind that was, uh, one, the SEO, but two, to you know get some exposure. And so um, that's just another idea for somebody who's thinking, okay, I'm in my community. What do I blog about? There's already 100 uh, million WordPress tips websites and uh, you know you don't have to blog about that type of stuff you want to get your you want people who aren't web designers looking at your website and finding out about you and having interesting articles to share on Facebook and stuff like that will at least get them over to your site and and seeing who you are and what you're doing that's a good point Gino because a business owner of say an industrial like I, I worked with a steel company last year that was an ideal client for me they didn't know anything about WordPress but they knew their website was terrible and they needed a new one so I didn't even I still they don't even know what WordPress is I built the site through it but they have no idea because you need to speak to them at their level which is particularly crucial for local businesses because not that many people are going to be that savvy and know about WordPress um, you know there's a few that might but yeah you got to speak at their level yeah, most, uh, from my experience, most local businesses that aren't tech savvy, they don't care what tools you use. They don't care about WordPress or Divi. All they care about is, yeah, a website that w works and they want it to uh, work on mobile. They know that. Um, but yeah, for me, I think uh, selling what it can do for their business opposed to like features, you know, selling ROI opposed to like parallax. <laughs> Am I the only person who all my clients want to be able to update their own sites? It seems like every time that comes up, everyone's like, nope, not mine. Hardly any of mine. All of my clients want to update their own sites. So it's. Yeah, we're, we're probably about 50 50. So. Yeah, same. All right. Well, I think we are reaching that time of the episode to where uh, we're going to move into uh, to final thoughts, final pieces of advice, and then we'll, we'll get it closed out. And, uh, Let's see. Let's uh, since Gino just gave a really awesome uh, last little. All right, was I muted or could you guys hear me? It cut, it cut out. out. Yeah, it cut out. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't muted. Can you guys hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. So to make a uh, long story short or short story long, let's uh, let's move into just final thoughts. Uh, let's start with ten. Okay, perfect. I heard you say since we started with Gino, so I, I, I figured you're going to go with me. But I, 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 I could tell by your faces, like you couldn't hear me, and I, I was unmuted, so I wasn't sure what was going on. So. Yeah. Well, my final thought, um, you know, I'll kind of reiterate what I said in the beginning. Um, I, I think most businesses, they want to hire someone that they know and trust or someone that they know and trust knows and trust. I think I said that right. 
And so um, I, I think my biggest thing to recommend is is be yourself, be genuine, um, get out there and, and meet people. And then, you know, over time, that'll kind of start to fall in place, the more connections that you make. And if you do go the, the paid advertising route, uh, again, be genuine. Um, don't be overly salesy um, because everyone loves to buy, but no one likes to be sold to. And so if you can kind of incorporate that into whatever you're doing for marketing, um, it'll go a long way. It might not happen overnight, but with time. All right, uh, Tammy. Um, I'm going to kind of say the same thing Tim just said, but like, just put yourself out there. Like the more you put yourself out there, whether it's through like public speaking in your community or just making new friends or going to networking groups or whatever it is that you're going to do, just like put yourself out there. The more you put yourself out there, the more it's going to come back to you. All right, Leslie, besides saying you're booked up for the next two months. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> um, that you don't do local marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would just say that uh, I, I think for all of us, the first year, maybe even two, it's really hard, um, and you may fall on your face a lot. You may get burned. Somebody may not pay you. Um, don't give up because that's kind of – that's just part of the deal, probably with anything that you're just going to take a um, – you know, kind of go out on a limb on um, – this industry is, it, it can be tough, but it can also be really great once you kind of get a groove going. Um, so I would just say if, if you, if things aren't working out, it, it's okay. Just keep trying. Like everybody else has said, you need to get out there. If you want to do local, you need to be in your local area. You can't do a lot from just your computer. Um, so yeah, just get out there. All right. Thank you, Josh. I could say a lot, but I, I think, I, I think my biggest thing would be to just, to say start small because you never know how far one little small referral will go and start small means maybe it's somebody in your church or or an organization you're a part of um, who just happens to need a website and you talk to them or, you know, something like that. It could be a family, a friend, um, or, you know, if you can go to a, a local business meeting and even if it's one client who isn't an ideal client, if you do really good work for them, maybe they have a client who's an ideal client. And that's how I built my business from the ground up starting seven years ago. And I was, we were talking before we launched on, on air, um, on air live, whatever. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of going back to my roots now cause I've kind of got away from networking as much as I used to, but I miss it. I am a people person. I like getting out there and it's helped me so much be articulate. It's helped me. It's given me confidence in sales meetings. I remember the first couple times I met with a client, I'm like shaking and I'm like, oh man, I don't really know how. You're like, is this guy okay? <laughs> I'm like sweating. It's going to be really awkward. But as the years have gone by, now it's like my favorite thing. And you get such a high from getting a client and you know, like that may, you know, this is going to be awesome. And your, and your sales percentage will generally be much higher face to face. So never underestimate the value of a face to face meeting and start small. All right, Mr. Gino. All right. Well, I, I would say that any of us who uh, are introverts like working from home and have tried a networking meeting and it felt uncomfortable and awkward or feel like you're around a bunch of salesmen, extroverts, and don't feel comfortable, I would say um, don't give up that there are groups out there. Um, and, and sometimes it takes a little while to find where there are people just genuinely wanting to network and not out just pushing their own services. Um, and so, you know, kind of check out the different groups. Uh, WordPress meetups are a lot of fun because they're usually not a, a, a lot of pushy people. They're there just to help. And so that's been a, a great way to just really connect and get outside of my introvert sort of personality and, and just be able to chat with people, talk to people. Um, but, you know, joining the Chamber of Commerce, uh, go to different events. Sometimes they are kind of all about money and business. Um, but if you find the right events and the right group of people, the right chamber, uh, it could be a lot of fun and get some contacts. And people will just pass it on. You know, maybe that person's not going to be your client, but they're going to give your information to somebody else. So build the relationship first. Don't try to see everybody as your potential client. See them as a, a possible referral, and you'll get better clients that way. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of uh, what was going to be a bit of my parting thought. Just whatever it might be, if you're not into the Chamber of Commerce uh, type, type, you know, BNI networking groups, um, you know, maybe join the board, the board of directors or volunteer for a nonprofit. Just, just try to find somewhere where you're around pseudo influential, uh, you know, business people or 
you know, um, maybe even like other you know, media people who know a lot of people in the community and, and align yourselves with those people. Because the, the more people like that you meet, it's it's like your own little sales team that you don't have to that you don't have to pay <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> and and if you if you do, um, you know, back in the day we did used to do, uh, I, you know, I would talk to maybe somebody um, who was in radio, and I would say, you know, um, if you do refer us a website and it comes through, you know, we'll give you. 20% or 15% or uh, 15% is about like industry standard for commissions. But that's, that's always an option. And, and we used to have a lot of success with that uh, back in the day. So. Corey, can I say something real quick? Because I, yeah. we were just chatting about it. So if you do end up partnering with like a video company or, or an SEO company or something, my recommendation is for you to give a referral first. So don't go to an SEO company and be like, hey, I do website design. Do you have any clients that I can you know take from you? <laughs> I recommend building a relationship. However, you do that. You don't have to do it face to face. I mean, preferably something like that. But if you, you know, that that's the way my best partnerships have started. Is I invite them into my networking group, or I I give a referral to them if I think they'll do a good job. And if you give a referral to somebody, I guarantee you, you will be on their mind when somebody needs your services. So that's a big recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. So going right out, like send me business. Yep. All right. Well, I, I think this is uh, another one of those episodes. It seems like every week, uh, pretty much, that could go on for uh, hours and hours. But unfortunately, we have to we have to cut it cut it short right here. Uh, next week, uh, next week we are discussing, um, which I guess after you're you're done marketing to your local community, uh, burnout, recognizing, coping, and overcoming. So, uh, <laughs> that's a good topic. <laughs> I think a lot of us uh, freelancers, web developers, uh, you know, people yeah. who are juggling. I've almost quit are, like three times. So, yeah. <laughs> just today, right? Yeah. We're going to get all the pothead web designers next week. Strangely, there are a lot of those. But I think it's something, uh, you know, being within the WordPress, WordPress community that you see is pretty rampant. Uh, you know, burnout. I I I don't think in this episode we're necessarily going to get into um, you know so, some of the mental health issues that can come from sitting in an office by ten by ten office uh, by yourself for uh, sixteen straight hours a day. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's definitely a topic that uh, that we can all relate with at some point or another. And uh, I definitely recommend that everybody out there tune in. Awesome. So uh, thanks to everybody on the panel, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Peace out. Adios.